Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening Hello, welcome in. This is the Sports Gamble Ramble number 59. Thank you for coming back for another episode. I hope you guys had a better uh, wild card weekend than I did. Um, I did not have a good weekend betting wise or from a fan standpoint. I thought the football was pretty shitty, to be honest, last weekend. A lot of blowouts. Uh, favorites went one and five uh, covering the number and straight up. Um, the only dog to cover and win was the 49ers, which was a a bit of a square dog. I was on that side, but so was, you know, 70% of America. Um, so yeah, not many contrarian angles came through last weekend. Uh, last week's episode focused a lot on dogs and unders. Those did not do too well. So let's uh, hopefully bounce back this week. I've got, you know, all four games getting broken down on this episode. Um, typically what they say about divisional uh, weekend in the NFL Um theoretically should be the best uh, weekend of football that we get all year, right? We get four, you know, uh, competitive games with tight spreads between what is ideally the eight best teams remaining in the NFL. So I will run through quickly at a surface level, the lineup for this weekend, and then we'll get into each game individually like we typically do. Uh, this weekend's schedule, we have the Bengals and the Titans facing off in the Saturday 4.30 slot. Um, Saturday night, we are going to have the 49ers heading into Lambeau in what should be a very cold, chilly game up there in Wisconsin. 8.15 kickoff for the Packers and 49ers. Then Sunday, um, they have shifted the games into the afternoon slot, so no 1 o'clock kickoff this week. Um, but we also don't have to deal with too late of a primetime game here. We've got 3 o'clock, the Rams head over to Florida to take on the Buccaneers, and then 6.30 in what most people are calling the game of the week. Uh, the Buffalo Bills head into Kansas City to try to take out uh, that powerhouse Chiefs unit. Should be a great weekend, like I said. Let's jump into the first game. This is Bengals at Titans. Uh, the spread is three and a half here. Tennessee favored by three and a half. The over-under is 47 in that Saturday Saturday 4.30 kickoff. And uh, I'll start off with a quick trend that's getting circulated this week. Uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, in his career as uh, head coach of the Tennessee Titans, is 8-0 uh, straight up after uh, long rest. Tip specifically, 8-0 in games after eight or more days of rest. Now we know this Tennessee Titans team is coming off a first round bye. They were they were able to kind of sneak that one out, um, getting a tiebreaker ahead of the Chiefs. I thought that was huge for this team. It's something that I talked to going into the playoffs uh, during my kind of you know week 17, week 18 breakdown episodes, and uh, 
this team looks to be getting healthy at the right time. Uh, big headline here is that Derrick Henry is back. I got the notification about a half an hour after, um, a half an hour before recording here. Uh, we're looking at around, you know, 4.30 p.m. on Friday here for time of recording. And the reason that I'm waiting until Friday afternoons for this stuff is I really want to try and get these to you guys once I have the final injury reports. Um, Derrick Henry's activated off the IR, guys. He's been practicing, uh, you know, limitedly over the last two weeks. He's used the bye week to get his body ready. I saw some footage of him, you know, in Titans practice this week, taking on some contract contact drills. And the guy looks good, okay? He's moving around. You know, he doesn't look limited at all. Granted, it's, you know, 50 60% thud kind of, you know, just drills in practice. We'll see if he is acclimated into football shape. But, you know, there are just some guys out there with that alien DNA in their veins. And uh, Derrick Henry, in my opinion, is clearly one of them. So I'm really excited to be getting the Yeti back for this playoff run. It's something I've talked about for months now on these episodes. And it is all kind of lining up. In addition to that, we know this Tennessee team has uh, struggled with injuries outside of just Henry, specifically with their receivers. Julio Jones has zero touchdowns this year, uh, and A.J. Brown um, has been kind of on the IR, off the IR, back and forth all season. Um, They're, you know, relatively healthy at this point. Julio, uh, I think, did play week 18 of the season against Houston. I think he had a decent game off the top of my memory. And AJ has really finished uh, the last two or three weeks of the season on a strong tear. So this, what I'm saying is this Titans team is finally healthy. Uh, That bye week was huge for them. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, um, has had to, you know, obviously they had to play a tough, you know, grinded out game against the Raiders last week. Don't even get me started on the officiating in that game or the fact that, you know, I lost my Raiders plus six by one point in a game that, oh, let's just not even get into it. But Cincinnati, in my opinion, they almost, they should have gotten beat by the Raiders last week. I think they're lucky to be here. Now, I don't want to discredit them because Joe Burrow and those that offense is humming. You know, those boys can clearly move the ball and create big plays. Um, they can get pressure on the quarterback as well. Trey Hendrickson is, uh, you know, bringing it this year as a pass rusher. That was something I was wrong about this offseason. I did not think he would return value on the massive contract that he got in free agency coming over from New Orleans. Uh, Trey Hendrickson has turned into one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and one of the most consistent guys. I think he's got over 30 sacks in the last two seasons. Um, However, Cincinnati did lose Larry Ogunjobi on the defensive line. Uh, He's a big guy in the middle there, you know, taking up blocks, uh, really, you know, um, eating up some space in the trenches there. And uh, that's going to be a big loss, especially trying to defend, like I said, uh, top five rushing team in the NFL this season, even after losing Derrick Henry uh, in week nine. So I think the Titans, uh, the fact that they're getting Henry back and um, the fact that they've had to you know, figure out ways to win without him, I think it's really beneficial to this team. Obviously, guys, my pick is Tennessee minus three and a half to cover the spread here. Um, I love Vrabel. I love what he does with this team. You guys have heard my thoughts on this team. I have them at 24 to one to win the goddamn Super Bowl, and I'm not hedging my bets. Uh, Tennessee currently uh, getting about 55% of the bets roughly, uh, but upwards of 75 to 80% of the dollars at certain sports books. Uh, that is showing me a huge 
uh, difference in the ratio bets versus dollars, indicating that there is some sharp action and some smart guys uh, backing this Titans team. I will be on them as well. Uh, Bengals, congratulations. You won a playoff game. You ended the drought. You have a great future ahead of you. You ain't taking out Vrabel and the boys. It's not going to happen. Referee in this game, Cleet Blakeman. Um, We know how these refs have really had a firm fucking grip on the outcomes of these games this season and uh, as well as last weekend specifically. Um, So let's pay attention to these fuckers. Uh, Cleet Blakeman, the home official, or excuse me, the home team uh, has gone 11 and 5 against the spread, 10 and 6 straight up in games officiated by Blakeman this year. Give me the Titans, tighten up all day. The over-under in Blakeman's games has been 8-8 eight and eight over on uh, average, uh, 48.7 points per game. The over-under in this one is 47.5. Uh, you know, not really touching it. I, I would lean under. I think that the uh, the Titans, excuse me, specifically have to stick to their identity and their game plan here, and uh, that's running the ball and, and playing defense, getting after the quarterback, pressuring Joe Burrow. I would lean under in this situation. But um, I guess before we move on, you know, I really think the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half might be my favorite pick of the weekend. Uh, Now, I said that last week about the Raiders plus five and a half, and we saw how that turned out. So that's why you you guys can tell I'm still a little bit uh, snake bitten from last weekend and uh, how some of those outcomes turned out and how some of these refs really seem to – I don't know if that, you know, maybe Jerome Boger might have had a little Bengals minus five and a half in that game, that motherfucker. So let's pay attention to these guys. But I really like Tennessee here. It is one of my higher confidence picks of the weekend. And, uh, you know, I did watch an interview with John Sheeran, I think is his name, the head head risk manager, uh, uh, book manager at FanDuel Sportsbooks. this week and he talked about how um where was i going with that i just tried to fucking remember the guy's name and now i lost it oh he talked about how if tennessee makes it through this week they'll likely be a two and a half to three point home dog in the afc championship game and i'll probably i I think i'm gonna have to just keep riding them guys i mean i think this titans team has what it takes to go on a run so there's 10 minutes on the Titans. Let's move on. Uh, Saturday game in the primetime spot. Uh, the Green Bay Packers make their first appearance in this year's playoff bracket as they're a five-and-a-half-point home favorite to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, seeming to be everyone's kind of darling pick to get hot as a wildcard team right now, and for good reason. Uh, they are the only wildcard team that won last week, so congrats to them on advancing as an underdog in Dallas. Uh, The over-under in this game is 47 and a half as well. Um, First off, uh, let's address the weather. It's going to be single digits again in Green Bay. You know, I talked about the weather, how it would impact that Buffalo game last week. It looks like I was dead wrong. I called for the under in that game due to freezing temperatures and, uh, you know, no precipitation, not much wind. Uh, Buffalo was able to pass it with ease, put up 47 points. I see this playing out similarly. I'd have to lean towards the over here in this game. I think both offenses are very competent. I think both offenses are built relatively well to play in the cold weather also. Uh, now I'd have to give the advantage to Green Bay to win this game. 
uh, not only due to the fact that I have them at 17 to one to win the goddamn Super Bowl. Um, but also, you know, narrative wise, it seems like this is Aaron Rodgers' year to really just shove it in everyone's face. Um, love the guy's mentality this year. He is just, I think he's locked in. I think he is truly in the zone. Um, let's run through the injury report. Cause there are quite a bit of names. I talked, you know, in the last game's breakdown about, uh, how the Titans seem to be getting healthy at the right time. I think that is absolutely true for green Bay as well. And it should, I believe, you know, show us a, a, a very distinct advantage versus, you know, these teams that had to play wildcard weekend. You know, Tennessee and Green Bay coming off, you know, 14 days rest, uh, getting a lot of players returning from the IR, whereas the 49ers of Cincinnati having to play some physical games, you know, just six, seven days ago, maybe a little bit banged up. So let's get into the specifics in that. Uh, the Packers, like I said, getting a lot of guys back. Jair Alexander, elite lockdown corner. He is returning to the defense. He has been practicing this week. They are also getting Zadarius Smith, their best pass rusher back on that defense, along with Whitney Merciless, also returning. Sorry, guys. Uh, Whitney Merciless, also returning to practice this week. Um, Big name to keep an eye on uh, for the Packers, David Bakhtiari, uh, Pro Bowl left tackle. He is, uh, I guess you could call it a game time decision right now. I think it's about 65, 70% chance that he plays at this point, maybe even higher because he did get some snaps in limited action in week 18. So to be honest, I mean, they're calling it a game time decision. I'm pretty confident he's going to play. Uh, the The thought is it's mostly about load management. You know, he's medically cleared. It, you know, can he stick it out in that cold weather, um, you know, with the lower body injury that he's coming back from? Uh, but I think he's going to play, and he's a tough son of a bitch. I expect him to grind it out. Uh, I think he wants to play for Aaron and for the rest of the boys. He's that kind of dude. Um, also I want to mention for green Bay, you know, Aaron Jones was a bit banged up over the, uh, back end of the season. And I think that bye week was pretty big for him too. I expect Aaron Jones to be, you know, relatively back up to hundred percent. And that's huge for this green Bay offense, you know, given Rogers that run balance San Fran on the other hand, you know, like I said, they had to play last week and they got some bumps and bruises. Uh, it's not expected that they miss anyone substantial in this game, but it should be noted both, uh, you know, all pro linebacker Fred Warner and Pro Bowl defensive end Nick Bosa, both on the injury report, limited in practices this week, but both trending up to playing. Uh, Fred Warner, about 90, 95% sure he'll be playing. Bosa, a little bit less confident, maybe 75, 80%, but he should be good to go. Uh, but Warner, uh, pretty much locked in, just not official yet. <clears throat> So that's most of the injury situation. Like I said, I really like the way that Green Bay is getting healthy here. Uh, San Fran, on the other hand, they are a very capable and tough and scrappy team. They're a very physical team. <clears throat> now, like I said, maybe that physicality, uh, you know, maybe they're banged up. But um, I like the way that the 49ers can move the ball creatively, specifically in the run game. And I think that translates to cold weather. Uh, I guess it's a matter, can Jimmy G keep up with this Packers offense you know is Jimmy gonna have to be forced to make a throw in a high pressure situation in freezing temperatures you know he's out this is a California team coming into Wisconsin you know in the middle of January not usually a situation that you love <clears throat> to be honest I don't know which way I'm going on this spread I, I think I lean with as much as I hate to say it the 49ers to cover that five and a half maybe six 
But I love Green Bay to win this game. I think this is maybe the only game this weekend where the spread comes into uh, play. I didn't write it down, but I saw some pretty overwhelming trends as far as recent uh, playoff situations where really the, the spread is not coming into effect in these games. If uh, the favorite wins, they're covering. And if the dog covers, they're winning upwards of 85, 90% of the time recently. So it's really just about picking winners. I love Green Bay. I think it is a lot of points. Could they cover this? Absolutely. Do I hope they cover this? Absolutely. I think my gut is saying I do kind of like San Francisco to make this a ball game. Um, but Green Bay, in my opinion, just too loaded, kind of a team of destiny right now. I expect them to be able to take care of business at home and advance. Uh, the referee in this game, Ron Torbert, home teams are 7-9 and nine against the spread, but 9-7 and seven straight up. So that kind of backs up my theory, you know, Green Bay to win, San Fran to cover. Um, not concrete evidence, but it's just another piece of information. The over-under is 5-11 and 11 this season. So Ron Torbert has hit the under in 11 out of 16 games, um, only averaging 58 excuse me, 53.8 points per game. That's concerning for a guy who leans towards the over. I don't bet that many over-unders. I just, I see this game, I see both offenses being able to move the ball. I love the way that Debo Samuel is just cutting off yards for the 49ers, both as a receiver and a rusher. The guy's one of the more versatile playmakers in the game. Um, and on the other end, uh, you know, I think that the Green Bay Packers are one of the more balanced teams in football. Uh, obviously, the passing game with Rodgers, um, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard has really taken off. I didn't mention in the injury report, I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling is doubtful for this game. So that is one weapon that they're without. But also, they're getting Randall Cobb healthy this week, which I also forgot to mention. So, um that's one of Rodgers' guys. He trusts him. Also, I talked about Aaron Jones getting healthy. I think that's big. And they also have this other guy, A.J. Dillon, who has quads the size of fucking watermelons. And I think that this cold weather, you know, the playoff push, I think A.J. Dillon is the perfect running back for them to have to kind of compliment Jones, compliment Rodgers, get set up the play action. You know, I think they can really run. I think both teams should be able to run the ball very well in this game. So I do expect some points despite the cold weather and the refereeing trend. Uh, at the end of the day, Rodgers and the offense too much for the 49ers and Jimmy G. Give me the Packers to win. Not sure I'm crazy about covering the number. Okay, next two games. Let's do it. We got the LA Rams on Sunday taking on the Buccaneers. The Rams are at three point. Road underdog, Tampa Bay getting that home love. Over under is 48 and a half. Again, again, kickoff three o'clock on Sunday. Breaking down the injuries some more. Uh, big question mark for this game. Honestly, biggest question mark for me before I look to lock in a pick on this. How healthy is the Buccaneers offensive line? Now, unfortunately, I watched the entire Buccaneers Eagles game last week. Uh, it sucked. I'm going to not make this about the Eagles. This is about the Bucs. Um, they dealt with some injuries on the O-line. Uh, center Ryan Jensen and um, right tackle, all-pro right tackle Tristan Wirfs, uh, both had to leave the game at certain points last week against Philadelphia. And when that was happening, we really saw the Eagles defensive line start to turn it on and get pressure against Brady. There was a point in that game 
where the Eagles were down 17 nothing, but their defense was swarming Brady and really keeping them in it for a lot longer than maybe they should have been in it. Um, Jensen, I'm fairly certain, will play this week. He is uh, looking better and has been practicing more this week. Wirfs is the big question mark. He's the right tackle, like I said, and he specifically, uh, his backup, I think, gave up two sacks to Ryan Kerrigan last week. Ryan Kerrigan, not a top-tier pass rusher. So if you can't handle Kerrigan, I mean, good luck blocking Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And so that's why I think these offensive line injuries are worth talking about so much here. You know, the Rams are a defense that can get after it. Von Miller looked really good last week. He looked the best I've seen him look in about two years last week, looking finally healthy, you know, for this playoff push. And that Rams defense really, really was they were bottling up Kyler and they were getting after him bad. They were aggressive. And if this Bucks offensive line isn't 100%, if Werfs can't go, if Jensen can't go, that's a mismatch that I'll be looking to really keep my eye on because I think that's huge for the Rams' chances to pull off the upset in this one. Um, Werfs, uh, last I heard, was practicing limitedly this week. Uh, In Friday's practice, he did not have an ankle brace on, and that's the injury. That's what we're looking at. I think it's his right ankle. I'm not positive. Apparently, he did not have a brace on it Friday, so that is a good sign for the Bucs, but I mean... He, he came out of that Bucks game and then tried to go back in and just couldn't do it and looked bad, just flat out bad. So we'll see what his mobility looks like and the strength of that angle this weekend. That's a huge injury to keep our eye on. Enough about the offensive line. Nope, not, not enough. Not, not enough about the offensive line. Rams O-line, left tackle Andrew Whitworth, he was limited in practice as well, getting banged up in that Cardinals game. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. But these offensive lines, I mean, these are two very good offenses, very good quarterbacks, but they need to be protected. Neither one are mobile. And these defensive lines, these units can really get after it. So we got to keep an eye on who's healthy in the trenches for this. Uh, These two teams played um, in week three this season where the Rams did get the win. They were out in L.A. Um, The Rams won 34-24 in a game that honestly wasn't really that close. Brady put up a ton of garbage time yardage, actually passing for a season-high 432 yards in that contest against the Rams. But like I said, Rams got the first game, so it's proven that you know they are capable of beating this Bucs team. They are potentially a uh, tough matchup for this Bucs team. You look at it schematically, you know, um, I talked about last week how I thought it would be a big Gronk week, but we'd be able to limit Mike Evans because we put Darius Slay on him. And that didn't really work out for me. But I think that the philosophy was relatively sound. And I think that the Rams, I mean, the Rams have the best corner in the league. If you got to pick one guy to shut a receiver down for a game, it's Jalen Ramsey, right? So you put him on Mike Evans. We've seen those two go at it before. I think Ramsey, I give him the advantage. And then, you know, who's going to step up? Who's going to cover Gronk? Who's going to cover the ancillary pieces? You know, does Scotty Miller get a little action this week? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, let's get into the ref for this game. Sean Hockley, the road god himself. Uh, road teams are 11-5 and five against the spread and straight up with Sean Hockley. That's including a uh, 9-2 record against the spread for road underdogs. 
meanwhile, the under in games officiated by Hockley also went 11 and five this season, uh, generating an average of 43.9 points per game. So, wow, the road God himself heads to Tampa Bay to try and dethrone Tom. You know, I've gone back and forth on this. I, I feel like I'm an idiot for picking against the Bucks, and I feel like people just need to stop doing it. Like Tom just wins playoff games. The spread's only three here. I've seen it at two and a half on certain books, indicating that there are some sharps on the Rams. I think I'm going to do it again. I Maybe I'm just going to be mad at myself. This isn't really the higher confidence game of the week. I could see this one going either way. I think I'm going to take the Rams plus the three. I think I like this matchup. Like I said, you know, this this Bucks team is missing a lot of pieces, a lot of offensive weapons, a lot of pieces on the O-line, super banged up. I did not like the way Wirfs looked at all when he tried to come back in last week against Philly. And, you know, I talked in that Eagles – Bucks matchup about how the way to fluster Brady is with internal pocket pressure. You know, I think that this Rams team can create it. I mean, if there's one guy that can create internal pocket pressure, it's probably Aaron fucking Donald, you know, guy's a first ballot hall of famer. He's the second coming of John Randall here. And if they're, if they even have one backup on that offensive line, I think it's big. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams, but guys, I don't know if I can tell you to go hammer this one like I did with the Titans. The Titans really, again, I just love that play. Uh, but these other ones, more leans, more informational. I think that's about all that I have to say about, no, I'll give you a little bit more on this game and then we'll take a pause. Let's talk about the Rams, uh, that game against Arizona from the offensive side of the ball for the Rams. Um, Stafford looked really good. Uh, do I trust Stafford to outduel Tom Brady? No, not necessarily. If I get this game wrong, it's probably because Stafford throws a pick or two. Um, that Bucks defense is really good. Uh, I think you know the Rams were really able to carve up the the Cardinals last week in the run game, getting Sony Michelle and Cam Akers going early. Maybe the way that this doesn't work out for the Rams is that 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 Bucks defensive front is too good, and they aren't able to get as much going in the run game, and they have to rely more on Stafford to win a shootout, and then it turns ugly. I think that's the negative scenario for this Rams team. Um, but Cooper Cup, OBJ has OBJ's looked great. Like OBJ's looked great. It's pretty clear he's not washed. They, I think the Rams got a steal getting him in the, they got him off the waiver wire, right? They didn't even have to trade for him. Perfect timing right after Robert Woods, you know, gets injured and goes down for the season for this Rams team. He is filling a massive role. And I did, I expect Odell to be super involved this weekend. Cooper cup, most dominant receiver in the game right now. It can't be stopped by anyone. And then, you know, OBJ really opens things up on the other end. I like him. He's been running uh, beautiful goal line routes. It looks like, uh, Stafford and OBJ really have the, the timing on that goal line fade down. I'm not a believer in the goal line fade, but if there's a, there's a handful of guys that are really good at it in the NFL and OBJ is one of them. So I think he brings another dimension to this team. And I mentioned Cam Akers getting healthy. That guy looked phenomenal last week. I think he's made the shortest recovery from a, a torn Achilles in NFL history. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever torn an Achilles in August and then come back to play in the same season. But he looked fantastic, so I think he adds another dimension to this Rams team, and I think they're getting hot at the right time. 
I just <sighs> Brady's going to break my heart again, guys. I can feel it as I'm making the case for the Rams. Why am I doing this? But give me the Rams. You know, trust in Sean Hockley, the road god. Road teams didn't go 11 and 5 against the spread and straight up for this guy by accident, right? So that's it. I I uh, I think I'm done with that one now. We have one more game. I've told you guys I can't record over 30 minutes consecutively, so I have to pause and come back, and then we will break down the Bills Chiefs. Okay, I'm back after almost having a heart attack. I don't want to waste your guys' time, but I almost I I was pretty certain that I lost um, the first 28 minutes of this episode due to some technical difficulties. I'm really hoping I was able to solve it. We will find out in post-production. But, um, yeah, let's keep moving forward. We've got one more game here. I'm going to be talking about the Bills and Chiefs. Uh, Like I said, a lot of people calling this the game of the week. It's definitely the one that I'm most excited for as well, uh, despite, like I said, my um, huge interest in the outcomes of the Titans and Packers games. Uh, Just from a pure fanhood standpoint, this should be a great game. The storylines are there. These teams have been kind of going back and forth the last two years. Obviously, this is a rematch of the 2001 Uh, 2021 AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Bills, where the Chiefs were able to win 38-24 before losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Um, The ref for this game is John Hussey. Uh, Home teams are 11-5 against the spread, while the over-under is 7-9 in those games, averaging 45.5 points per game. So we look at the Chiefs here as a one-and-a-half point home favorite. The over-under is 43.5. We see a lot of these uh, refs specifically, you know, looking towards the under in these games. I'll look at the over in this one as well. Um, you know, I think these two offenses can really get after it. I think they'll be very aggressive. We've seen the last two uh, matchups between these teams both go over 58 combined points. Um, so this one being at 53 and a half, I lean towards that over. Um, like I said, these two teams uh, have met recently. The Bills beat this team in week five, 38 to 20 uh, in Kansas City. Um, so we've seen that the Bills can do it before. Uh, I've talked a lot about injuries on this episode. I will give you guys the breakdown, but there's not too much to talk about between these teams. The Bills... Uh, in a rare uh, occasion, have used zero injury designations on the final injury report this week. They had two guys in limited practice. One was Steph Diggs, just for a veteran rest. And the other was uh, Mario Addison, who was limited earlier in the week, but has been a full participation uh, Thursday and Friday. They are fully healthy. And that's a very rare thing at this point in the season. I really highlighted the fact that the Titans and Packers are getting healthy at the right time time excuse me guys and uh you could say the same thing for the bills is the point that i'm trying to make um they seem to be uh you know they got all their pieces together uh the chiefs on the other hand not too many big injuries but we do have to look at the running back situation daryl williams is questionable he has been limited in practice this week while clyde edwards alaire has been a full participant and should be good to go so Let's break it down. I mean, I'm leaning with the Bills here. I, I just I hope it's not too much of an emotional pick. 
Um, but I'm in on the Bills wagon here. I have been really, really hoping for a Bills Titans AFC championship game for about the last three months or so. And it's it's looking like we got an opportunity to get it. You see this rare circumstance where the Chiefs, you know, only laying one and a half points here. It's rare that we can get the Chiefs at home on less than a field goal, but I, I just don't I, I I don't think this is the Chiefs' year. I mean, they've been to three straight Super Bowls, and that's fantastic. Um, but or two straight, but um, this this Bills team it, it just feels right. Uh, I I really think that this is a team that trusts each other and loves each other. That locker room is is a very tight knit group. I've mentioned it before on podcasts for you guys listening to me, and uh, it's even more so true now. Um, a big storyline with this Buffalo team, you know, Josh Allen, I think a lot of people would call him currently a top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's a Pro Bowl alternate this year. He didn't even make first team Pro Bowl. And that's really a popularity contest. Um, you know, the Bills had no Pro Bowlers on the first team. Steph Diggs, Josh Allen, all the studs on that defense. Uh, both their safeties, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, made all pro, either first or second team, but they didn't make the Pro Bowl because, again, popularity contest, small market, Western New York, you know, not many nationally televised games. They just don't get the love and the attention. Uh, but this team doesn't care. They don't want your, they don't need your love and attention. They want to win. And this team has been building something here in Buffalo and it just feels like it's finally time for them to break through uh, and overcome this Chiefs team. Now the Chiefs are a wagon and it's bold a little bit to call an upset, especially in Kansas City. It's going to take a lot. Um, a little bit scary. The Bills feel like that square dog this week. Similar, I mentioned the 49ers were kind of the obvious underdog that everybody liked. And only roughly 30, 40 to the percentage of public betters were on Dallas in that spot. And this is kind of similar as we look at the splits. You know, the Bills are getting roughly, you know, 55 to 60 percent of the bets, despite them being a road team taking on this Chiefs unit. Um, but I think that that is an indicator that maybe both the publics and the Sharps are a little bit on this. I think. My gut has been screaming Bills all week, and I, I can't back down from it now. I saw the spread open Monday at 2.5, or maybe it was Tuesday, at uh, Bills plus 2.5. It's been bet down to plus 1.5 right now, and I just think it's going to be another pros versus Joe's spot. This Bills team is playing with some serious momentum. The disrespect is real. They just piss-pounded the Patriots last week, and some people could call it that, you know, that was too high of an emotional win and maybe they're due for a letdown this week. But I don't see it that way. I just think it's a momentum builder. And I just think they're they are rolling right now. The Chiefs, on the other hand, not really tested that much last week. I mean, yeah, they were down seven nothing to Pittsburgh. They kind of had to, you know, find a spark later in that game to really turn it on. And boy, did they turn it on. You know, they really did. But um Narrative wise, emotion wise, momentum wise, you know, I just think this is this is the time that the Bills get it done. You know, their offense is humming. They just played the first ever perfect offensive game in NFL history. Zero punts, zero turnovers, zero field goals. They scored a touchdown on every drive that they had. Um, 
And this Chiefs team, you know, they've got a target on their back. And I'm not saying that the Bills don't, but yeah, it seems like a little bit of like little brother's going to get his this time. Like little brother finally hit puberty and he's ready to kick big brother in his ass, I think. I, I like the coaching staff. I like everything that this Bills team is playing with. Uh, like I said, I lean towards the over in this game. I think both offenses will be very aggressive, and both coaches will have a ton of tricks up their sleeves. Um, the Bills, the way that their safeties are so good at limiting deep plays, I think that's big at hopefully bottling this Chiefs deep offense up a little bit, not letting Tyree kill over the top. They're also a physical defense, so I think that they can, you know, hopefully, you know, rough Kelsey up over any time he's trying to go over the middle. They have the safeties that are not afraid to take Kelsey's head off. And, uh, yeah, I guess I don't have much more to say about this. This one is mostly gut, but I really – I believe in this Bills team. And at the end of the day, you just got to pick winners here. I, I do – I see the AFC – uh, being Titans Bills pretty clearly. I will be surprised if the Bengals win. I won't be surprised if the Chiefs win. And then 49ers Packers, like I told you guys, I- I'm pretty confident the Packers win. I'll be pissed and surprised if the 49ers win. That Bucks Rams game, I won't really be shocked at any outcome. I really won't. Uh, you know, that's kind of the toughest game to call for me this week. And I'm picking the Rams, but I won't. That one. Would it be surprising if Brady wins? No. Would it be surprising if this Rams team is good enough to upset Brady and the Bucks? No. I think it's a great game. A lot of these are great games, um, particularly Sunday. Man, Rams, Bucks, and then Bills, Chiefs. Uh, I really hope they don't disappoint this week. We'll keep an eye on those dirty bastard zebras for trying to fuck teams over, fuck us out of our money, and 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 rob us of quality playoff football because that's what they've been doing uh, so far this year and really over the last four or five years, going back to that debacle in New Orleans where they gifted the Rams a Super Bowl appearance. Jared Goff should have never played in a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, we'll do a whole end of year recap on all the horrible refereeing and officiating we've had to sit through, but now is not the time. Uh, good luck this week. Um, I cannot wait to watch these football games. Uh, I'll be getting you guys, obviously, a breakdown next week of the championship games, to, you know, once we figure out who's squeaked through the divisional round. And then we'll have two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. I'll get you guys a fuck ton of Super Bowl content. I'll get you guys player prop breakdowns. I'll give you guys off-the-wall props. We'll be betting on the Super Bowl halftime show. We'll be doing a lot for that. So this is a fun time of year. Let's get it going. Good luck to you guys this weekend. And ramble on.